Hello everybody and welcome to episode 29 of Competitive Magic with the Carnies. I'm your host from Italy, Andrea Mengucci, and joining me we have Javier Dominguez from Spain. Hello everyone. And Anthony Lee from Australia. Hello everyone. What? What? No, 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 no. Come on, Anthony. Do it again. What? Do what? Anthony yeah, Lee we, from we, Australia. Hello everyone. No. <laughs> no, we, we have received some complaints on our Patreon Discord that... You didn't greet the public correctly last time. Oh, what did I say? You said something like yo. Oh, did I? Okay, I believe that. Yeah. yeah. That, they that, complained. that sounds believable. I don't know uh, if you're gaslighting me, right, but I let's, believe it. Let's do it again. Anthony Lee from Australia. Hola. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, this is good. This is exactly what the public wanted to hear. That's Thank you, Anthony. <laughs> I'm happy to please. <laughs> Anthony is a famous people pleaser. No, actually, it's probably <laughs> the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the carnies are back together, and we're back to our regular schedule, which involves just talking about a bunch of formats with, you know, everything that happened over the weekend. And uh, I'm glad to be here on a regular day, regular schedule. You know, we're not celebrating any champion this time. Yeah, that's yeah it's only because Anthony sometimes. didn't play PTQs. He didn't play any any promo card, Anthony. Yeah, it's very sad. Yeah. One day. Yeah, so uh, I believe we played a bunch of events this weekend, or at least I did. I played two mox showcase, and I haven't won a single match. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, it happens. <laughs> that happens. Uh, this time it was you. Yeah, I went zero three and zero two. Very clean. The day was over quickly for me. Hey, what about you guys? Did you play any Magic this weekend? Uh, I actually played also same same events. I mean, I skipped the Saturday Vintage one, but I played the Legacy one. And I think I won like four and four or three and four, which is not that much better than you. And I also played some LCQs, but also didn't do very well. So I basically won, won the same as you did. Ah, <laughs> oh. well, that means I'm ahead. What about you, Anthony? Because uh, I didn't. I mean, I'm still just. Uh playing a bunch normally but i didn't enter any tournaments which means i got the same number of wins as you guys so that's that's cool so we even we're even yeah yeah i struggled so much to get the qualifier points and then i just burned them all <laughs> ah. well it's okay it's okay the journey the journey time. was fun i <laughs> tested a uh, test I tested enough Legacy, I got a deck that I thought was good, I played Blue Red Delver. Um, we're definitely going to talk about Legacy uh, later in the podcast, actually that's going to be the last uh, format we talk about, but I don't know, I had fun playing some some Legacy. What about you, Javier? What, what did you play? Uh, I played Red Green Initiative, I felt like I wanted to try something different, like get out of my zone of comfort, and it did not go very well. I. I had like some easy rounds because I got very lucky because I was playing a luck deck and then the luck deck didn't do the luck deck thing and I stopped winning. <laughs> like the ancient tomb decks is just um, yeah. We'll talk about this later, but I didn't do very well. I also don't really like where this is going. The, the okay, yeah. we're talking about legacy later for sure. <laughs> Let's kick things off uh, uh, mentioning the fact that this weekend. Uh, not only Magical Line uh, uh, had events, also the Arena Championship happened. Uh, that is uh, the premier event for Arena. Uh, $200,000, two worlds lots. So uh, let's kind of unpack a little bit of that event. Uh, it was uh, Historic and Draft, the the, the last uh, set. So Piresha will be one. And uh, yeah, the winner was uh, uh, Onizuka uh, Hiroshi. 
and the runner-up was uh, uh, Polo Alexi. They yeah, they got a world's lot. Congratulations to you. And uh, what what about what about the decks they played? You want to take it over? You are definitely more expert than me in historic. Well, yeah, I mean it's cool because if you look at the top eight, it's eight distinct decks and some that people wouldn't really have expected to be. <laughs> well, they weren't necessarily the decks people would have expected to be winning, I guess, which is very cool. Um, like, for example, the winning deck was Is It Wizards, which I think is a deck that a lot of people find very appealing and people hadn't really expected um, to win, I guess. It did, though. Uh, Phoenix as well. That one maybe is more of uh, unknown quantity, but still very powerful. Kind of funny that both of the decks were Symmetry Sage <laughs> were the ones in the finals there. Um, and quite a few pro players in this top eight as well. You have uh, Jan Moritz Merkel, Mati Kuisma, uh Yuki Ichikawa, and Andre Straski. So these arena championships definitely have quite a lot of fierce competition in them. Uh, for, for fans of Historic, I guess uh, the Tainted Pack deck is back. So that's that's always a funny deck list to look at. <laughs> uh, and there was a new deck in the Madu Reanimator um, deck where a bunch of our teammates came up with some Madu Reanimator deck that I think they did. They did. They overall did quite well, and I think one other player in the tournament as well, uh, Kirill Sarkov, uh, also played that. So I think that that was overall quite a strong performing archetype as well, and also one that's new, a different way to use Crucius, I guess. Uh, so that was cool. Um, I, I mean, I, I just I just don't follow historic at all normally, so it's kind of fun to watch a tournament where you just don't know. You, you, like I know the cards, but I've just never seen the decks. And that's kind of fun compared to like the normal tournament viewing experience where, you know, obviously we are very familiar with what's going on. So yeah, I enjoyed the novelty of, of watching watching that event. Yeah, uh, I think that's also a very cool thing that happens sometimes in the PTs where there are different groups, different people coming to the same deck, but the ability is so different, specifically the Kratis combo deck that Strasky brought. But also, like, you know, Murakami Kasuya just brought just super different Kathy's combo. Like, it doesn't even seem like the same archetype, but they're both, like, uh, Kathy's combo. And I think that's cool. You know, the same as Reanimator. There are different Reanimators. I think the facts that are, the, how do you have, like, same archetypes, different decklists is pretty cool. And, you know, I think that's a... Uh, I'm opening. I didn't, I didn't realize this Kathy's plus Jace was that good, but apparently it is the big thing. And one thing that happened here also is Simon Nielsen missed it, our loved Simon uh, missed the top eight on the second breaker. Yeah, which, which is, is so hard, like <laughs> as tight as it can be. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Let's let's explain that a little bit because a lot of people don't really know how a tiebreaker works. So uh, the tiebreaker says uh, your opponent. Uh, um, win percentage of matches, and apparently the eighth person, the eighth person, and the ninth person had the same exact win rate of the opponents. It's crazy. Yeah, they probably had the same them. opponents. It's they, should, they probably had like the exam, the sag, the you know nine opponents probably. Hmm. Otherwise, they will not be. You know, I guess that's strange. Yeah, and then so and then you count the two ones and the two zeros, which usually don't really matter in long tournaments if you win two zero two ones, but. This time up matter for, for Simon. Yeah. So the second uh, tiebreaker is your game win, and the third yeah. is their game win, right? Yeah, your opponent's, your opponent's game, wins. game wins. Yep. So the second yeah. one is how many? So that the second tiebreaker is when winning two zero is better than winning two one, which is usually nice. so, incredibly marginal. Wow. I don't know if I've ever seen this. Yeah. I don't think I think it's the first time I see it. To be fair. Yeah. It's it's usually marginal. Uh, it's usually relevant for like the three rounds, uh, the, the like eight people events, small tournaments, yeah, or. 
Oh, nine, yeah. nine people event, yeah. something like that. And I understand. That makes sense. Yeah. Not for like a nine round. Yeah, it definitely point. went matter. <clears throat> yeah. But um. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I like these tournaments. I I think we, you know, I would like to play one of these one day. Uh, I tried. Uh, you know, maybe one day we'll qualify for one. I think they're cool. It's like they always have like this format. So I mean, I think this is dream for like uh, brew deck brewing or whatever deck tuning. I like it a lot. And you know, I think the the it's very cool. The tournament exists. They're also kind of large. The level is high. I'm I'm liking them. Like I think how their their structure is fine. So how you qualify exactly for these events? I know that you have to go seven, one, two times. You got yeah. You have to win the the arena qualifier weekend. Yeah, pretty much. But you don't necessarily do also have, to, have. You don't necessarily have to seven one both times. So you do need to seven one on day one. So it's a two day event. So you need to qualify for day one through either a play in event, which happens the week before or the day before, or by achieving a high position on the mythic ladder. Um, and then you ha to get through day one, you need a seven one or better record. Uh, and then in day two, uh, if you have seven wins, you automatically qualify for the Paper Pro Tour and the Arena Championship. But they will also fill slots in from people who uh, had fewer than seven wins, because usually there are not enough people with seven wins to fill the entire event. So a lot of the time, people who had six wins or even five wins on day two uh, will get in as well. They just don't also get the Pro Tour invite currently. Um, so yeah, you need you need to have uh, at least 12 wins usually. Um, from an arena qualifier weekend to qualify for an arena championship and it's very hard <laughs> uh i mean getting 12 to like it's very it's like a top 18 gp yeah basically right yeah GP you have to like no buys. yeah yeah it's very close to gp yeah. top 18 yeah. gp no buys that's very rough yeah. i mean it's worse because if you xo they won it doesn't it doesn't which they could do by the way like yeah. you xo they won you know like <laughs> yeah that's true but they, they, they have to be distributed uh, Sorry? Do these events happen? How one, often once do, per do month. These events happen? They have one per, one per month. No, I mean the the, the championship. Once every three months. Yeah. I think. Every three months. Okay. Yeah. So it's basically like the mocks, but for Arena. Yep. It's yep. exactly the mocks for Arena. Yeah. This is exactly okay. the mocks for cool. Arena. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I never play the mocks and I'll play the Arena. So, you know, one day I will qualify for one of either. It's actually mad yeah, to me that you haven't yet. It's so strange. Yeah. I've I'm done just everything else in the finals. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Yeah. You, you have lost always... a lot of finals. <laughs> I think I've lost like four or five matches for qualifying for yeah whatever yeah it's fine. but oh, that's it. well eventually I mean it's yeah, like eventually or not it's fine <laughs> I mean it's the same as for so I think I mean that's something that a lot of competitive players um have to recognize right like a lot of people get frustrated or whatever when they're getting close a lot of the time but if you're getting close a lot of the time you're mostly there I don't know uh, and um, if you I mean there's uh, it's also truth like if you you might have lost five five finals or PT. And well, they can say like you might get there. I mean, you will get there or not. You have to be in peace anyway. You know. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> like because you could you could lose five more. <laughs> and, and all right, you now know, you know. Every yeah, now now you know if you need some cheering up, don't talk to Javier. You like you lose five finals in a row. You like come to Javier for a pep talk, and he's like, I don't know, man. Maybe you'll lose another five. <laughs> yeah, but you could. You know. I mean, I know it's true, but <laughs> it's not very encouraging. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, th I think it's encouraging, but I can see what you mean. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I yeah, like the mocks. I just think it's very cool. This tournament exists. That you, you know, you just play in the software and you qualify there and you play them. Yeah, you know, maybe one soon we'll have carnies in this tournament and in the mocks also. Oh, one step at a time. We, we, we'll start by filling out worlds, and then after that, we can worry about okay. the mocks and whatnot. What's the question? 
Yes. Do the arena opens give you at large points for these events? No, arena open qualifies you for the qualifier though. If you get like okay. enough, um, enough, you know, wins, if you get yes. like yeah enough wins to qualify for it, which is good. So you have you can skip the ladder, yeah. which is a good thing to it's skip. It's very nice. I think the arena opens are mostly about the the money you can get from them, um, more than feeding into like a big, um, bigger system. So also drafting, which is great. I mean, yeah, that's that's there's that as well. <laughs> They're all limited. So. Managed to, yeah, man, I, I managed to skip the uh, arena testing for DRC. Let's see if uh, I'll be able to skip also the uh, arena testing for the Pro Tour itself. Probably not. I don't though. think that's happening. Uh, you, I think a lot of people did that. You can draft a magical land or whatever. I mean, I prefer arena, but that's on everyone. Yeah, but I mean, for testing standard. Um, it's a bit hard to <laughs> avoid. It's still the same. I think that they, they, that's a bit good part, a beautiful part about having two softwares, right? Like, we, you can play just the software you prefer. Like. That's true. Yeah, I think that's this, that's a good upside. The software I prefer was was uh, Paper with Calc, unfortunately. I won't be able to test in Paper. Yeah, uh, it doesn't count as a software. At, yeah. at my home, hopefully. Um, for, hopefully for the next uh, RC, we're going to do it again. I think it looks that, like that, I think. We'll, we'll think about that it. That one's we'll Pioneer, right? In no. Yes. yes. It was been a good day, Anthony. <laughs> <sighs> it's time to play a different deck, Javier. Is it? No, never. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to change it from your routine of uh, Lothet Harvester Fable Children. I'm deck. locking in my deck. I could send the necklace now. Oh, finally, Bump. he's finally he admits it. You know, yeah. we pretended for such a long time it wasn't going to happen, but now they we just... still have an open, open registration, but I can still submit my 75. Don't worry. I remember there was a window of like, I believe 18 months or something where I registered Siege Rhino, Anafenza, I don't know, just the same cards for every event <laughs> for so long. Like, they just, you know, they kept them printing cards, but they Sometimes were just you get worse confused than by how absent. long it's been. Like, I remember they really hit me for like Lovestruck Beast. I was like, how am I still playing this card? Yeah. Like, how long has it been? Yeah. What's going on? It's been a lot. It was long. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I had this feeling with Chandra Hazard, you know, like Chandra Hazard yeah. and this card's like, yeah. I mean, it's been a long time. Yeah, some some people, you know, I know, I know, I'm aware that a lot of players, uh, more casual players, don't love the concept of rotation. But two years is honestly pretty long to play the same card. You're just like, how's this still around? Like, it feels like. Forever. It depends how often you play them. That's true. You know, yeah. Casual player, maybe play whatever once in a yeah, while. Yeah, that's true. So Me and Avi probably play. Older. Yeah, we play enough every week. It's, you're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. I was I was looking at my old uh, GPs because uh, back in the days I was writing down every GP, every deck, and every performance, and I just went through this list of Abzan for so long <laughs> in a row. I was like, wow, this is like I don't know, eight GPs in a row or something. <laughs> yeah. That. That set was pretty messed up. <laughs> mm, that was when before Mango used the top eight GPs, though. No, I mean that happened once, and it was literally the last GPs. <laughs> I just, I just have to say it. Yeah. Had to get it in on the way out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I'm always happy to. Maybe that's share why they stopped them in the GPs. Maybe, maybe it's Mango's fault. Do you think? Yeah, do you th exactly. do you think, yeah, that doesn't seem like coincidence, right? Mm. They, they, you know, they, they say like, yeah, it's enough. Mango got there. We don't need GPs anymore. Yeah, all right. Well, hey. listeners, if you'd like to bring GPs back, uh, then you can uh, complain to Mangu that he got them to stop doing them. So now you know whose so fault it is. There was a GP. There was a GP that happened in March of 2020, which was like 
A lot of cities in Italy were in lockdown for COVID. They held the Jeep in France. And that's like, everybody was like, it's insane. You know, there's this Jeep is going on. And that, that Jeep had very few players because, you know, so many people couldn't travel and, th- and things like that. So that will forever be the last Jeep, I think. Like, literally with the mark of COVID uh, right in front of it. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. I don't know. I mean, perhaps in different circumstances, we can see something in future. For sure. Or something similar. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's for another. All time. right, let's let's move on to modern, shall we? So um, there has been a very large event in Texas, the Hunter Barton Memorial Open, that had four hundred forty-two players. Oh wow! And uh, that's large. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely, uh, definitely large, considering uh, you know it's. Uh, but yeah, this this I have I remember this this event has always been very large. Also, they had crazy side events of like you know 1k vintage and you know stuff like the 1k standard so definitely a great event to be around i don't exactly know in which seat it happened but i know it was in texas and so the winner is a very uh, i think a content creator of uh, mono white hammer which notably has two solitude main deck two solitude sideboard javier as an hammer time player what do you think about this um wow um, I mean, they must be good in the mirror match. I'm not a big fan of playing the main deck, but I think it's a good idea to play on the cyborg. I've been disappointed with the removals, like these prismatic endings and the, um, like the you know the march on the cyborg. So I think Solid might be an acceptable cyborg card, but I'm surprised the, to see them. For me, the biggest thing here is they have like a Medias call, like you know, like isn't that just because of Solitude? Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think so, but it's it seems little. It seems too little, but I guess I mean it I guess, comes up. Right? I mean they probably also sometimes cast them, right? Oh my god! Like they have, they have enough, um, you know, they have enough staying power. They might cast it. I, I never tried it, but I mean I don't know which matchups are this. I mean, yeah, I mean, it has to be very good against Yamoth, for example, which is one of the worst matchups of the deck. I mean, how so often maybe, have you seen Culture Complete mm-hmm. hardcast? Because it's it must be at a similar ratio, right? To, it to get to does mana. happen. It does happen. Yeah, I yeah. guess. It's, I mean, maybe. I mean, I guess you play differently when you know you can. So it actually, yeah, I have, ca- yeah, I have casted yeah. it more than once. You know, like it does yeah, happen okay. because, I mean, you play. You know, you have you play Saga, then you get the drum and you bam, you cast it. You know, like it's not that 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 hard. So I assume <laughs> this is. There is a, a nice uh, interaction that might happen with this list, which is uh, you evoke Solitude and then you tap it for the drum. That's kind of nice. All right. Yeah, that's not something uh, no. to sleep on. Yeah. Uh, sideboard three Hollywood Moonlight. Wow, that that is a good one. That's uh, that's very targeted. <laughs> They've very made good. up their minds. I like that yeah. card. Yeah. So I the third place deck is also a very interesting one that is very popular these days, which is Junt Creativity. I believe that uh, creativity is just raising up in popularity so, so, so much and so good and the deck lists are getting refined and things like that. And yeah, the three Hollywood Moonlight are definitely saying, hey, look, I think that since I'm not playing blue, yeah. uh, I can't have spell peers. So I'm just going to have counter spell. Is, um, is it good against any other decks? I mean, I think it's good enough yeah. to play just yes. opposing creativity, but yeah, I don't no, know what also, else. Also yes. Rhinos. Rhinos leading end. Oh, wow. A, definitely, definitely a lot of decks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Particularly Rhinos. It's a very good wow. card against Rhinos because, you know, they cannot really yeah. do that much about it. I sometimes... Probably I've, playable I've, against Scam also, I don't know. Maybe Yorkmoth? Uh, is it good I against Yorkmoth? But... Yeah. 
Also fine, like it's Cantrip, right? Like yeah. you, pro- you will play it. Yeah, but I don't know if this deck can afford to. I think it does. Like if you play Cut of Culling or Evolution or even a ga- well, killing something and drawing a card for two mana is just like too good. I think. Yeah. I mean, the, I the, seeing this makes me want to try Mono White, honestly, over Blue yeah. White because oh, how good how good this card can be potentially. Makes sense. So for those of you who don't know, me and Javier played against each other in a preliminary last week. I was playing Creativity, you were playing Hammer, and I went for Creativity Archon, you had one card in it, and it was Orvar. <laughs> yeah, in my defense, I had Lethal in the way, so I don't No, think. I know, I know. But, <laughs> also, also so, like with Hammer, list, like, isn't, like, they, they're good at playing their whole hand, so they're just going to end up stuck with one card. Right, with the Orvar, yeah. right? Yeah, no, I'm, yeah. I'm just saying that this list does not play Orvar, but plays Halloween Moonlight instead. Whereas you could play Orvar also. Yeah. Every deck can play Orvar. Orvar. I, 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 I see all decks are over decks, Mango, if you want it. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying that the, the Cyber Slot for Creativity, they chose uh, Moonlight because yeah. Yeah, you don't have infinite slots for, for Creativity, of course. So, well, I guess. Uh, this is something. Well, like, do yeah. they can they change post Like, if they know you have Orvars, they can change. To the other win conditions, right? And then what about uh, like I don't think yeah. I don't think that's the case with Hammer specifically because Hammer is still like a Nagro combo deck, so you cannot really dartle too much. Okay, seems reasonable. Well, if you look at this third place uh, player, Alexander Chaz, he had uh, two Sarazenisiri, one Emrakul. So maybe if he feels like it, he can bring in the Sarazenisiri named creature against you. Mm, that's good. Actually. That was my guess. That's that's what yeah. I mean. Like, if they can do that, then all that doesn't work, right? Maybe that's why they have solitude then. <laughs> yeah, yeah I guess he's he actually has it covered either way. That's the solitude that's really doesn't nice. uh, exile the Sarah's emissary. Oh, true. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, well, yeah. they're doing that. Well, then. Cool. Okay. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Oops. That's such that's, that's, that's that's a good gullible. vintage. Ah. Yeah. Mm, GG. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. cool. But yeah, so. Uh, again, congratulations to uh, to Travis for taking this this tournament down. I'm sure it was a great one to be around. A, uh, other notable things uh, uh, in modern this week is uh, I want to shout out uh, uh, Bullwinkle, which is a player that had so many good results for so many weeks. He's been crushing it with Rhinos hand, yeah, and his most recent list plays up to three Merktide Regent, which is so strange. But at, at the same time, he's been saying how, you know, pitches to force and negation, which this deck sometimes is a little bit too light on. For example, today I was playing Rhinos, and I, yeah, I exactly found this problem of uh, just not having enough blue cards for force. And just Merktide being a three mana 5-5 five, five flyer is sometimes uh, good enough as a third or fourth uh threat after getting some some rhinos cards countered oh yeah it's i think it's interesting i think the big issue here is like maybe you lose a little bit too much against creature decks because of fury like i think fury is one of the most important cards in this deck mm-hmm. but i'm i think i mean i think i'm gonna try this deck i might just play it later today like i still have one one more tournament to play in modern what else cq and do you think do you recommend this rhinos overall you maybe instead of hammer mango so, uh, again, the list that uh, uh, there is in the show notes or in the description of this video, uh, you'll find uh, is from Island Gosem, and he 5-0'd a uh, LCQ. His list is uh, very strange, right? It comes from Bullwinkle again. He has two Mystical Dispute, two Furies. I mean, I, I don't feel like recommending to play two Mystical Dispute main deck. I think that's definitely... Sure, there's, there's some metagame reason. But I can play three. Sure. I can swap one Fury. Well, uh, what about we swap one Fury for one Dispute, and we call it today, Mingo? Play this over Hammer. That I don't think the blue decks are 
Are I mean, John creativity is a thing. Like I, I don't know. I feel like there's so many non-blue decks in 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 modern that are good and you, you play against. So uh, for me, Mystical Dispute is a cyber card. Okay. Maybe maybe it's about like what Rhinos is good and bad against specifically. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's for Ledger Shredder. Rhinos is definitely bad against Ledger Shredder, and okay. Mystical Dispute is the the best one one for one card that you can have against that card. But still, I think it's a cyber card. But I understand that you know if you if you expect the modern LCQ players to pick up a lot of Merktide because it's the most popular deck um, in the high table. So the LCQs are highly competitive tournament. So I can see that. I can see meta gaming that way. Right. But I still I still believe that it is impossible to do in modern because even the most player deck will be like i don't know 20 percent uh, game. yeah also while we're on the well, while, while we mentioned the uh, bullwinkle uh if i think uh if you haven't seen it i think many many competitive players who are listening to this podcast would be well served by uh checking out his article that is up on his twitter i would recommend it's very good the article about communication to be clear um so we can we yeah. can link it on the description. Yeah, okay, we can yeah. we can do that yeah. as well. Yes. Uh, yeah. Also, yes, yeah. I'm gonna say this because Anthony never recommends anything to read. So you know, that's, yes, that's I have goes. very high standards, and I dislike most thing most most things that I read. But this, I think, was very good. So, uh, yeah, go and read that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, to keep on talking about this list, I remember when at the beginning of Modern Horizons <laughs> two, uh, when uh, Team Rhinos was a popular deck, I remember loving more Dead Gone than Fury. I didn't like Fury at the beginning. Uh, I mean, obviously now I look back as a fool, but uh, I like to see that here there's four dead gone, two furies, which is kind of like what I thought about what I was doing, uh, you know, two years ago, which is funny. Ah, you know, sometimes think these things can be cyclical, I suppose. I don't know if that's sure, the case sure. here, but furies, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, furies good against shatter though, right? Better than dead gone. I mean, good. Furies good against who? Shredder. Acceptable against shredder. Like shredder. Yeah, yeah, you, for sure. You kill yeah. it. So I mean, maybe. Yeah, you, you kill it. You kill it for sure. That's the two mystical disputes are definitely the better. But again, yeah. <laughs> for okay. me, is a cyber card. Yeah. All right. And so you asked me about uh, is Team Arena's better than Hammer? It's it's an un- it's a difficult answer to give. In my power ranking, they're at the top, both of them. So I would say it's just. Uh, Which one I is better? Mingu. In my power ranking, I have Rhinos higher than. Hammer, All right, then but... I'm playing. Then I'm playing Rhinos. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's you know if you're gonna pick a deck, you need to decide between two decks. You just go to Mango Power Ranking and you just pick the one sire. No, 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 <laughs> yeah. no, no. That's how you pick You do this. No, that's that's literally what. That's what power yeah. rankings are for. Oh, so no. people do know how to how to use them now. I, that's putting, how I'm gonna use them. You're putting so much pressure on Mango as well. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I hate when this happens. But if you look at the uh, Hunter Bogto Memorial win percentage of Rhinos, Team of Rhinos is the third most popular deck with a 53 percent win rate, which is higher than most of other popular decks. I'm locking in. Thank you, Mango. Yeah, I'm glad. No, but well, for, I mean, isn't modern real, often every... the, the format where the most popular deck has the lowest win rate, or just something awful? Exactly right. Like... If you look at all the, <laughs> the decks that are popular, they all do badly, except <laughs> Rhino. So, oh well then, that's great. Hey, hey. Welcome to modern. But, yeah, Anthony's favorite format. Mm? Okay, so. Uh, uh, the classic four modern challenges. We're gonna uh, add those as well in the challenge. I mean, there's just it's just modern, right? Like every million different decks, and you can even play Esper Charm and, okay, and get up I, to I, a second that's, place. That's your position. I want to make clear that it's not the official position of the Carnies as a whole that you can play Esper Charm in modern. Okay, that's that's 
you, you can't do that. According to Matthew 23, you can play two copies and oh. be second. I think How many times have you got can. second in a modern challenge, Anthony? Wait, uh, Matthew looks like a very twice. French name to me, by the way. It does. Maybe yeah. you only think that because he's playing Esper Charm. The two, yes, but Matthew <laughs> is probably French, yeah. Okay. Uh, All right, they If you remember a uh, future match area of Pro Tour Barcelona in response to an Hogak, Guillaume Wafotapa cast Esper Charm, draw two cards. <laughs> uh, he drew two cards. He knows that's, what he's uh, about. That's a powerful effect. He's happy. I'm just saying, yeah, maybe not everybody's can... Guillaume Wafotapa. I have to say, even like for being modern, uh, this results the challenge top eight is very stuck. Like the next one has like you know two creativities, one hammer, uh, two hammers, you know, like two rinos, one like giant. It's normalish, except the twiddle storm, which is on one yeah. of the challenges. But that's considering how wild the decks are every week. I think this week was rather like normal. That's okay. Every, every, everyone is just in the Billboy Baggins waiting room now. That's that's fine. Yeah, that's okay. I, I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like this, I, this Twiddle Lotus Storm, it's kind of wild, but we, I think we saw this yeah, some time ago, right? Yeah, we Still? definitely have, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, uh, it it's was not the wildest novelty, but it's, week. Yeah. That's okay. Um, yeah, the, the, the this week, you know how I do decks of the week and trying to get the spicier deck every yeah. week. I definitely struggled looking for something spicy. I eventually settled on a very boring uh, uh, Crushing Footfalls deck with uh, four Fable of the Mirror Breaker, which, you know, wasn't... That's like the opposite. Of, you, you went and found another deck with four Fable of the Mirror Breaker. Like every other format <laughs> doesn't have that. And you're like, oh, here we go. Yeah. More Fables never, of the Mirror I've Breaker. So there was two different people with it, and uh, with the same list. And also, I've never found, I've never seen Fable in Rhinos. Also, oh, maybe they. So yeah. there's the, yeah, there's this thing like some people played a, a Season Pyrin Rhino, which mm-hmm. seems good in theory because you're always hell bent. But I love to play Fable first as a bait for spell pierce or you know counter spell, which can't be Spyro because then you have to discard your Cascade card that you actually need to. Uh cast later so this might be the reason again in theory again when looking at the list this is the reason i gave but in practice fable is just a card that you put on turn three and sometimes you pitch it to fury i mean also i I, I don't know that's that's an ambitious definition of bait you know i i feel like if i tap out for a three mana card and a spell pierce it i i just wouldn't call that bait you know that's just yeah no i guess i guess i should have said counter spell probably (laughs) we should play fable i want to try fable with hammer you know like maybe you we can just throw fable in every single constructed deck and see which ones you know i mean people don't recognize that fable does have some significant deck building constraints i think like i actually just don't think the card is that good in rhinos honestly it Um, doesn't seem good in rhinos yeah yeah uh i I think it's good it seems better in hammer actually (laughs) to be fair really yeah, because you have a lot of trash, and you it's have no idea how many so. trash draws you draw with Rhinos. You look at, I mean, with Hammer, you look at your hand, and you yeah. have like the second Cigar the Slate, one Interrupter, one Pokemon card, or whatever, you know, and one Color <laughs> Complete. Like, you just, you just have this so. junk in your hand every time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I figured, like, it was, it was kind of. Against, yeah, maybe. When you play against Hammer, you always are so mad at Cigar the Slate. Because how good it is, but I'm sure that if you play Hammer, you draw so many extra Cigarda Zade. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you yeah. do all the time. And you open this hands with two Cigarda Zade and no, and no, no, came in whatsoever. And you're like, ah, oh, here you go again. You know, and you have to keep it, but it, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Today with Rhinos, I got paired against Hammer and they started with 
playing Sigarda as it and had fours, and it didn't force it. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but I feel like it's just the the Mox Diamond thing uh, when they're playing against uh, Lorenzo. It's like. different. It's different because so equippers are actually the scarcest the scarcest resource in Hammer. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's tricky. Like, like, it's not the Mox Diamond because way, that's yeah. the weakest point. It's way easier to find like an equipment than to find an equipper and stick an equipper specifically because exactly like, yeah like pure steel paladin is you know obviously a bit dicier than cigar's eight being yeah. a small creature so yeah yeah but I th- it was a prison bar so i didn't want to pitch it but yeah i understand, I understand yeah, like there sure. are four hammers four sagas four mystics and sometimes like one demonic to the equipment or whatever the yeah, still shapers still shapers still, still so that's gift. 13 that's a lot yeah i would usually yeah, i would usually fight uh, the, the enablers yeah the uh Travis Brown that won the uh, tournament in Texas. He was playing one core outfitter. That's the equipper. Yeah, that's yeah. also yeah. That, See, that's, that's something that's point, right. Like we're saying, equippers are so scarce yeah. that people have to start putting stuff like that in their deck. It's not even stock. Yeah, mono white often plays him, and blue white ones don't play. The 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 reason is, is like blue white, since they have counter spells, they can disrupt more, so they can win more games with Saga. That's that's my reading of the situation. Sometimes you go like creature, creature, they kill, whatever. You play Saga, and then you pierce their, their fable or their creativity or whatever, and then you put two tokens on that they're good enough to win the game. This happens less with Mono White. That's why I think you need more equippers. So against Mono White, I would be less inclined to actually fight for the uh, enabler there. That makes sense to me as well. Yeah. That's me. <clears throat> you really right. hammered the uh, nail on the head. Sh- <laughs> shall we move on to the next format? Yeah, yes, which gladly. is the format of the people. Huh? Mm, not really. Not really. Was there an alchemy okay. tournament? No, I thought the tournament was story. Okay. Standard, yeah. Okay. The format yeah. of the unfunny, unfunny people. Ah. Yeah, I would like to talk about standard because, um, nice. well, as most uh, magic uh, content, uh, the American audience is a big portion, and the uh, Americans, and I'm sure other countries as well, will have uh, the original championship coming up in a few weeks. So... Yeah, standard. Yeah, this, uh, wait, this, so there's ref- two more US. There's two US RCs, right? There's two. What do you mean? Yeah, there's two. There's, what do you mean two? There's, there's one in San Diego and one in Ottawa, right? It's a no, <laughs> no. That is not a city. That is a magic card. That's the blue, oh, yeah. uh, Neon Dynasty. Exactly. Ottawa. Ottawa. Neon Dynasty land. <laughs> Uh, okay, jokes aside, yeah. uh, I don't know where where does Joe come from, Anthony? Do you have any any Canadian friend uh, that you wanted to dagger? No, 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 never, never, never. I, I, do you is, think I'm daggering somebody? I've never daggered anybody in my life. Who so. are you daggering here? Who are you daggering here? Is that Ginky? No, I mean, that's, I mean all of Canada, really. So I guess. Oh, so you're not? It's like a big, huge dagger, the size of like. I mean, I was I wasn't say your country, but not because your country is like a planet, but. Yeah. Who's bigger, Australia or, or, or Canada? Is it Canada, right? Actually, Australia. I think it's Canada. No. They have a continent. They are a full continent. Yeah, Australia really? has a whole continent, I guess. So maybe it's bigger, but I feel like Canada has all that ice stuff. That Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you have desert, so it's the same. Yeah, I have no idea. I will say, I will, I'll go team Australia. I think Australia is bigger. Just because of a continent. Yeah, but I mean, that doesn't mean it. Speaking of... Speaking of teams, uh, I'll, I'll put you back on track. It seems like standard right now is Team Esper versus Team Grixis. Once again. Uh, always been. These, uh, always been. Looking at these uh, top eights of the standard challenges, which, by the way, are huge. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're really they're big now. They're both, like, 100 people. Yeah. They're both uh, 100 people, look like. Nature is healing. Look, look at... 
Yeah, look at what wizards can do by forcing. I mean, I, I say forcing. the word forcing, not in a bad way. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's, no, it's actually, it is, it is forcing. Standard. Yeah, I didn't actually want to play standard, but if I didn't, then I knew that Mark Rosewater was going to personally come to my house and break my kneecaps. Unless I register I mean, for you, you play standard every time, even when it sucks. Yes, so because I'm very now? scared of Mark Rosewater coming and inflicting great personal <laughs> harm on me. So <laughs> I have to stay safe, you know? Apple a day keeps the doctor away. And same thing with standard game a day, you know? So... Any, anyway, here it is, Rafin, the Skimming Seer, winning both uh, standard challenges, one with two wedding announcement and the other one with zero. Uh, let's talk about this a little bit because we've never really talked about Esper, we mostly talked about Grixis as that was the deck that uh, we all played uh, in the past weeks uh, in our events, but Esper did uh, very well in uh, Naples in the European uh, Regional Championship and a lot of wedding announcement in the main deck, in those Esper lists. What do you guys think about that one? Is, the, is that card worth the main deck slot? Is that card worth the cyber slot? Well, the card is like a card that's specifically like a pre-cyber card against Grixis. So it's good as long as you expect Grixis to be the most played deck, but I assume it's embarrassing in the mirror match. Imagine you just play Thali, they play Thali and you have an answer in your hand. Like, it's just like mulligan. I, I, th so, I think it's not very good in the mirror, but embarrassing is probably a bit strong i mean i think it's the worst card in the mirror mm. and I, I, yeah, yeah, I don't know how okay. embarrassing a card like this can be but it's a very worst card like, but i feel that in the mirror like out. all the cards that aren't the best cards like rafine are just all awful anyway so <laughs> i don't mind so well, much well yeah but, but they're they're, bad, they're worse than because at least the other cards if you cure out it's fine like harving is a card you, you see here yeah. which i guess harving here has to be has to be for the mirror match i assume uh but, not quite like it's just kind of good in general. Like it's also good against the mono white deck, for example. Like yeah, but I think it's not good against Rixis. Like this no, player not, has yeah. two harvins and two wedding announcements, so they're probably going to split the the slots. Uh, one thing I want to point is also like they don't have more wedding announcements on the sideboard. Just kind yeah, of strange exactly. to me. Yeah, that's yeah they have Rathodrabic yeah. yeah. instead. <laughs> Look at that. No, I mean because usually players either think the going against is, is good or they think it's bad. Like usually it's like a zero right. or four, mm -hmm. but this player went to for two main deck and just like call it today. Well, that's yeah, not really common. a compelling reason that it has to be like that, right? I mean, I mean, there's not a reason that it should be a card at zero or four necessarily. No, it's there's yeah. not. But I'm saying like if you think they're good, do you think they're like I don't think it's a zero or four, but, but, but it could be a one off or whatever. But like, yeah, it's just you know I think. They're not bad in multiples either way. Uh, like they're fine in multiples. Yeah. Like not as good as fables are in multiples, but they're good enough in multiples. I feel like once you play three, you're committed to play the fourth one. For example, do you think it could be about trying to like mismatch the number of answers your opponent can have to them? So, like for example, like you can try to make it to invoke despair. It's kind of awkward. It's like awkward to figure out how many you're supposed to have against two wedding announcements. I mean, invoke despair is already quite weak against your deck like yeah, you're still playing great. like a bunch of wonders two drops and venix and thalias and i think it was already like good bad enough destroy evil also this wasn't an open this wasn't an open deck list event so yeah when you but even if even it. even if you have on deck list like you know your yeah. invoke sucks ideally you have like geeks command or whatever you know yeah i'm trying to figure I mean, out like some invoke, you do, what but. answers because usually when you play like odd numbers of threats like this it's about like trying to mismatch your opponent's answers. So I'm thinking like invoke or destroy evil or something where you try to make it so they can't have a good number against you. Um, yeah, invoke probably isn't that good against you in general, like just because you're faster and have Thalia. Yeah. Hussein, I mean, I guess Brother Hussein is a card that will have you have an announcement, but usually the, the best answer against an announcement is attack. 
Yeah. Like shield is the best answer against an element. You know, if there's an element that plays shield and ah, uh, you or know, flying, yeah. you put a token, they attack, and you're like, because uh, I bad. remember when wedding announcement was a bigger deal in the previous standard format, that steel seraph was like extremely good against that. So yeah, um, that's sort of that's usually the best way to beat an announcement. Yeah, and you, you I just yeah. don't think I agree with the two announcement. I think just think they're, they're I, I I can see they don't want to draw two because sometimes they're bad, and if you're losing, they're bad. It's like a snowball card. Mm. But I still, if that's the case, and you think that's going to be a common situation, I think you should probably just play zero. I mean, also, if you think that's if you think it's a common situation, you just probably shouldn't play Esper. Like, <laughs> no, no, yeah. I mean, no, because there's, yeah. I mean, if you're behind, you play now, you know, and you can come yeah. back. That's a, the whole, a whole different thing. Maybe yeah. the deck really plays full shieldred, right? So it's not like you can play more shieldreds. Uh, yeah, I wanted yeah, to I was... mention a story of uh, uh, I was Story uh, Naples. Yeah, in Naples, I saw Simon Nielsen. And you know, uh, sit down and start talking about uh, with him. And I don't know if you know him, but he draw he draws. How do you say dra- drawing? Like painting. Yes, he draws yes. His, his, his tokens, tokens are so nice. Yes, yes. Go on. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he he draws his own tokens, and he he was making those tutu tokens with uh, like the name of creatures. Like he had a tutu Thalia, and he had a tutu Denik, and he was painting, <laughs> you know, Denik or Thalia. And like saying things on the token, I was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm making the tokens of uh, Rata Rata. Wait, what's the card again? Rata Drabic of Rata Drabic of Urborg." And you know, he was. We were talking about other things, and I didn't want to inquire him more. But obviously, I had no clue what, what this card <laughs> was, and so we we stayed there for like I don't know five or six minutes and he was drawing these tokens <laughs> and he mentioned this card which I didn't even felt like was a magic card right because what name is that Ratan <laughs> Ratan Rabbit yeah and then ev- eventually I asked him again but what are you doing with these cards like why are you making you know proxy for Denik I thought because he he basically had the checklist and he wanted to put the proxy of Denik oh. Into play, like you right. know. So it turns out there's this card called the uh, Rata Drabic of Urborg, which oh, you got in this uh, winners, in this winner list. I just now I understood it, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. I have a question. I this... have a question, though. Maybe you guys can answer. This guy is from Urborg. Uh, why is this guy not a prerexian? Because uh, Urbor- Urborg is just a place in Dominaria. So it doesn't have anything to do with predictions, other than not necessarily. Like it gives it gives black mana, probably. That's it. Like the okay. name of the, the card you. you're thinking of is Urbok Tomb of Yorgmoth. That just means Yorgmoth died there. Like it doesn't make like you know, that doesn't mean the card would be Phyrexian or whatever. Okay, okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, anyway, you so the, there's this card which is two of in the sideboard. It's a four mana three three, and uh, it says a bunch of words, and some of them are whenever another legendary creature you control dies, you make a token that's a copy of that card, and it's a zombie two two. Yeah, that's so not that's legendary. So you can that's have the, multiple yeah. copies of the so same it's, legend. So it's super sick because you can end up like, for example, like you can legend rule your own legends and then get a copy. So for example, if you have a Shieldred in play, you can play. You have, if you have Shieldred and Ratadravic in play, you can play another Shieldred. And then you'll get an extra. Then you have two shielders in play. One will that's be a two-two, but or that's three, fine. Or f- yeah, you can keep going fears. if you want. Although I don't know, I, it's pretty hard to get to the third one because I can't imagine your opponent just not dying as soon as you put the second. Isn't one this card look very good? I think so. It's very annoying for some for a lot of decks based on removal. Like, as well as Ward Two. So yeah, the Ward Two part is very easy. annoying. And for example, it makes you good against sweepers, right? Like if your opponent wants to kick his command you out or whatever, and you put a Ratadrabic in play, suddenly that plan is not so good. Um, it makes it to draw multiple legends. It's not not a bad thing. 
For example, if you think like I mean, it's one a three, th three though. Yeah. Mm. Well, like I mean, it oh, yeah. Now covers I your other guys though, right? Why, uh, Can't sweep them. Now I know why Simon was drawing those tokens. So thank you. Ah, oh, there you go. Thank you, Rata Drabrik. Yeah, yeah. it's impossible to pronounce it. Yeah, it's impossible. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, all right, let's talk about Grixen a little bit too, because it came second in the other challenge by a nickname called Capitano. El Capitano. Ah. El Capitano. And uh, he looks like he was playing the winner list from the European Championship with two Trespasser, four cut down. Uh, again, at least uh, very geared towards beating uh, uh, Agrodex and... Uh, I guess I guess uh, there were a lot of agrodex in his path mm -hmm. to the second place there, so. But I mean, something's yeah, different. Yeah, that's right? it. Like, was this Leah in the sideboard before? Yeah, no, it was not. I think Leah. No, no, I don't think. But that, that's was that's there. an even bigger commitment to fighting agrodex, right? Because that's basically. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's the best hate card against him. I'm it's not a sure. finisher against agro. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, you play removal, removal, yeah. removal, Leah, GG. Yeah, you play no cards ever yeah. again. Yeah. It's funny because we thought Kadam was kind of weak, but it seems like three or four, like, it just, this is just a Kadam format. Well, we, we, we thought it was weak because we rated Esper. Like, Esper was not as popular when we were thinking about it, right? But stuff has changed Yeah, but it, it's that we underrated Esper, and now, like, it's like Kadam is, like, a three off minimum, like, just yeah. one plus three or three one yeah, plus one yeah. affliction. It's just like, yeah, this is just like one four Kadam format, and, I mean... Yeah, actually, we were both, wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, both uh, top four uh, deck list with uh, four cut down, twenty five lands, two trespasser. Well, I don't, uh, I don't know if we were wrong so much as that other people just no, didn't yeah, exactly. yet. I think like, we were wrong on the cut downs. I don't think we were um, wrong necessarily on the twenty five lands, two trespasser things. But okay. I think we were wrong on the how good cut down was or how good bad cut cut down was. We we have uh, the player of the year. Uh, of uh, what year was that? 2018. Luis Salvato in the uh, top eight of a challenge as well with Mono White. Notably, oh. he's playing three Field of Ruin. I believe these are for Plaza of Heroes. Uh, so not, I mean, not only that, they just Wait, fine. What? what do you mean like, three? Uh, but he, so he only has so three like, instead of eight. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Yeah. I'm not. He, he's not all in like some other lists. No, right. Well, he hasn't played this quite a bit. He has played mono white quite a bit already. So yeah, 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 yeah for so, sure. I know, I know that. One thing that I think is major is that now the eight field thing has happened. Like it wasn't that hard for a lot of people to put one basic in their deck and make it hard for you to completely strip them of their mana. Yeah. But it's not so much about destroying plaza of heroes as it is, like for example, the basics that people play are usually only going to be of one type. So for example, Esper can play one planes. Or Grixis can play one, one or two swamp, right? Maybe even three if you, if you're if you're going to be a, a truly wild child. But um, the field still cuts them off blue. So if they pass with, for example, Shivan Reef and another land up, you can blow up the reef, turn it into a swamp, and then they win a blue matter to counter your big play. So I think it's um, mostly about forcing your spells through <laughs> more than by actually. Yeah, yeah I mentioned. Yeah. I mentioned Plaza because I thought that was the only. Like useful lands, but you no, know just, the, what, what you're saying. Yeah, is you can color screw yeah. people for a turn, and that's enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I was I was looking at the deck list because you know uh, these challenges happen at close deck list. So, for example, the winner had zero basics uh, in Esper, but he didn't know. So you you maybe prefer to not take the risky line of that makes sense, spending yeah. three mana to field the room. Yeah, you will lose if you try to play. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know something else like Steel Sarah for Lauren, even an empty Lauren. Or whatever but like for example uh, that's funny uh, there's two grixes in the top four one plays one swamp and the other one plays four 
It's kind of, yeah, yeah I mean, so, like, mono white land destruction. I don't know. <laughs> One more exactly. thing about the mono white Lewis played. They played three Stone Brain on the sideboard. What's yes. up with that? That's for Atraxa, right? So I think I, I mentioned to you, I believe, or maybe not, but I lost to Mono White at the RC and they stone brained my invoke both games. Yeah, you did. Just you flooded did. out yeah. both games. Maybe they did. That one, I, yeah, I think, I think it's because the Atraxa matchup is so bad that you kind of have to go for some desperate measures and like stone braining out yeah. those Atraxas. I'm probably guessing, it. yeah. Um, I mean, but if you play like a mirror match, this card has to be acceptable, right? Because there's just a limited yeah. amount of cards you can play. The games go so long that mm-hmm. like it actually mm-hmm. matters. I could, yeah, that makes sense to me. Maybe you just deck them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah so it the <laughs> takes four cards out. That's that's about it for for standard, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, the rest seems do like we, normal do stuff. we want to talk about Pioneer, which I don't really follow very much these days. But uh, I just want to shout out uh, this player, uh, Arizax. He I would say top eights every single weekend, the proper cha- the Pioneer Challenge, and even 5-0 the LCQ with his pet deck at this point, which is just mono-green devotion, which, you know, doesn't seem uh, uh, that good anymore. For example, at the Pro Tour, it didn't do well at all, but, you know, still doing, doing well on Magic Online in Arizak's hands. Mm, yeah. I think mono-green is as low as it has been since it was popular, like... He's been doing well, but I think Mono Green is doing worse and worse slowly. Like it's, it just remember, like it was like the second mess play deck, very close. People to were talking about banning like, stuff. I remember, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it just consistently did wrong. I think it's still, you know, not a fun deck to have around, but I actually think it's a good deck to pick up and play now because the meta game is slowly going. This guy having Forgetting like less it. tools against green. I actually played gun. So God, my QP is playing a league with Mono Green, so you know. <laughs> Like uh, it's um it's a decent deck right yeah. now. I, I mean, agree with you. But that's also, that's a game moving. So yeah, I mean it's also a similar thing where like all the I mean we remember this choosing a deck for the Pro Tour was agonizing because all of the decks were so close to each other and we ended up deciding we should just play what like we had known because yeah. all the decks were the same anyway. So um if if Ari's Axe has played a lot of Monogreen, which certainly seems like the case at this point. Um, right. you know, Anthony said it. What? You should play what you know best. That's and, it's contextual. Uh, that I mean, I, I think I only think no, I think joking. that's usually true. No, in that, standard. That's exactly what, that's exactly what Anthony said. It's yeah. true. Yes, it yeah, is what I said. Is... It's true for standard and pioneer. I mean, I, I yeah. it's very much in the modern, case. It is not the case for modern. modern. That, is, that is not the case. No. That is very much incorrect. No. <laughs> okay, me, Mango, and the listeners heard it. So that's yeah, 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 yeah. From now on, when Anthony will talk about modern, we will remember this episode. We remember this episode. I'm with Titan player, and I'm with Titan player. It's episode what? 29 or something? 29, 29 yes. So we yes. remember episode 29 as an episode Anthony claimed that you should play what you know. Thank you. I did exactly. say that. No, I mean, that's, that's true. I did say that. <laughs> You're saying it All like right. I didn't say um, it. There's something else going on in Pioneer, and it's been happening pretty much since the PT, where Grisfang is just oh, yes. like... Just keeps killing it. Like, you know, we yeah. have the challenge here. The challenge and yeah, all the prelims. Like, it's also like doing really well in all the prelims as well, right? Yeah. It's also like the most down. it's a very common deck among good players. Like they just you know, like you play against a rag, they have it. It's um yeah, this it's just kinda of becoming the probably the best deck right now. It was Would so confusing agree? as well. Like I don't really know what happened, but there was so it did horrendously at the RCs, like if you remember looking at those uh those results matrices, it had a particular a spectacularly low win rate. And then at the Pro Tour yeah. we were just completely baffled that Three of our teammates played it, and literally one other person did. So four people registered Grease Fang at 
the Protal, which is one of the most unbelievable things, I think. Like, it, it wasn't quite as stunning as when literally one person registered Grixis in Standard at Worlds last year, but I honestly felt similar when it was like, wait, there's no Grease Fang category, are they in the other? Like, it was it was wild. So people just completely disrespected Grease Fang. Um, and I don't know, then since the Pro Tour, like, it's, it's suddenly resurging. I guess some of, some of that is obviously to do with the fact that um, it did well. Right, um, David English, yeah, there were some people picked it, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, that seems to be the case. And I do think that you know their list is also like a a very substantial improvement over previous Grease Bang lists. But (laughs) yeah, I mean the winner, the winner is Roshi Zero Zero, which is actually the person that I think played the vessel and all these kind of things first. Oh yeah, he did. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, this is like the the magical line absent Grease Bang expert. This player has been playing this deck forever. I think. They have won like two challenges or three already, maybe three times. I think three. With Grease Fangs. It feels like three. Yeah, I think th- yeah, three times. Also like a bunch of top eights. And now they're playing Collective Brutality, which is a card that will not... Wouldn't have um, guessed, yeah. I don't like it much, but Let's I mean, at this point, sticks. I'm pretty sure this person knows their business a lot, you know, because they yeah. clearly have tried all the cards. And I think <laughs> like, also, like, you know. yeah, like I think a lot of people think Grease Fang is a lot easier than it actually is. And obviously you do get some games that are very easy. But not all of them are like that, and I think we might be now that Grease Fang has been taken more seriously. We are probably seeing more serious players also try Grease Fang, which also um, contributes to it suddenly doing much yeah, much Fang, better than yeah. before. Yeah. It's also very tricky because it is. I mean, when I'm playing a lot of Black Red against Grease Fang, it's it's a little bit. It reminds me a little bit of like the old Splinter Twin against Jun situation, where mm. yes, yes, you have to develop. But if you don't develop, do you hold the mana and then they can decide to go for it or not? And give them a lot of that's very tricky because as a Grisfang player also, you have to identify whether you can you can wait or not because often if you wait, it's going to be worse for you, right? Yeah, you're taking a hole. Uh, but yeah, but sometimes it's like the other way around. And I think, yeah, I don't think this deck, I mean, it's a luck deck. Uh, I think Mango rated like 8.5 or so. But, um, you know, it's like, uh, I think it's a luck deck, but when the games become about decisions, they are, like, extremely hard. I think. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, yeah, yeah. the specific decision points have a lot of weight to them. Um, yeah. So... So this is uh, this is Rush's deck list. Uh, that's the, they're playing a different deck list than... Like, most people are playing the deck list our teammates played on the PT. Mm-hmm. The the one with uh, the mod. That's, that's where you can see the deck list is. Yeah, I was wondering, uh, is Silence a commonly played card? Because... I yeah. not only I see it in this Grace Fang list, I also played a preliminary pioneer and I net decked a green white angels list and that was playing four silence in the sideboard. I mean it's common for this player. This player has been playing silence for like months. And it is good. I actually like them a lot. Uh so the, for them, if you ask them, they're sure they will say like, yeah, it's just nonsense to play without silence because they always play it. But it's not stuck. It's like you, people either play the Rush Rushi deck list or they play the the handshake decklist. So handshake decklist doesn't play them, but Rushi does, and it's been for a while. And yeah, I mean, Silence is a good card. Uh, I don't think it's bad out of the sideboard in Angels because you can just you know apply some pressure and just like silence the combo out. I think it's better sometimes than other hate because it affects all the combos. Like if you play Damping Sphere, you can only affect Lotus, right? But if you play Silence, you can silence Grisfang and also can silence Lotus and Creativity or whatever. So I think Silence is a good card to have. I guess a playable card in Pioneer. Uh, yeah, it's more flexible, card, yeah. Um, it's very flexible. That, it's yeah. like a, why the Spell Pierce, you know, in a way. 
where you can just cancel one effect for one turn. Like intuitively, it. it makes you more sense in Grease Fang than Angels, I think, to be fair. Um, yeah, it's different. Like in Angels, yeah. it's like you want to play Silence over Damping Sphere. Yeah. Uh, in Grease Fang, you're going to go Silence killed you. Yeah. You know, of course, you can also Silence in response to Ultimatum or whatever, but that's not why Silence is here. Silence is here so you can, you know, beat Phoenix game one and this kind of stuff. Because against Phoenix, you go like yeah. Silence and you can kill it, you can kill them, right? So that's the that's the whole point of Silence here. Because if you play a slow game, like this deck is prepared to actually play a slow game against reactive decks with Black Red or Phoenix or Control. Like they, they have like six discard spells and two silences. So they want to delay the game to a position where you're strangled in resources and they can just go for it. They, they don't, they're, I'm pretty sure they don't plan to go for it into open mana, you know, with six cards in hands most of the time. That's my impression. That makes sense. Yeah, also the cyborg, like, you know, the Whisperer also goes towards that plan. This person loves Whisperer. I tried it and it was like <laughs> acceptable only, but they keep playing it. So they must be great for them. And Ashok is a card I faced recently playing Lotus out of Lisfang. And it's annoying. It's certainly annoying because you can just not... It's very hard to go off with it. But I don't know what else Ashok is for. But at least against Lotus it is good. I don't know if it's... It might be even better than um, Sphere because, I mean, they played the Ashok and I had like... I just couldn't live with it and I had my, uh, you know... Yeah, like I guess they, you know. So it's it's. Uh, I'm just saying, like Bosage doesn't do with Hashek, and you can not, yeah. you can just not like. And it kind of progresses stuff, so. you, right? So, you know, like it does mill you. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. No, yeah. it was it was very good. Um, so yeah, I'm saying it's an interesting card. Maybe it's good. <clears throat> Who knows? Has to be good in the middle match, I guess. Who knows that he knows? So, <laughs> yeah, they know. They know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> for us to try to figure that out. I wanted to. I wanted, I wanted to share this uh, display that happened in the preliminary with Angels. I cited in, I was playing against uh, the Bring to Light Omnath deck that um, was popular uh, for a while. And uh, I cited two Silence because I don't know if it's good or not. So I just cited in two. And yeah, as as you might imagine, I'm going to cast Bring to Light and I silence the response. Yay, victory. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I won, the, I won that game. So that was cool, but... I don't know if Angels is good or not. I just wanted to play some very, very, very easy aggro deck. And on Magical Line, you don't even have to count. So it's very good. <laughs> I don't think Pioneer is particularly easy, though. Yeah, I agree. Well, I would say that my four match prelim with Angels was an easy... Yeah, because that's the uh, literal easiest two, deck in the format. Like, Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's what I was looking for, and I think I found it. It was either Angels or Gruel. I don't remember which we... Th- but we I'm not sure which of those we decided was the literal easiest who gets a crown, but it's definitely one of those two decks. Um, I think on Magic Online, I'm going to say Angels. I think in paper, it might be easy to miss triggers or something, <laughs> but miscount lights miss or count. something. Yeah, I don't know. But I think on Magic Online, it's got to be Angels, probably. Yeah. That's my vote. Yes, of course. Yeah, it seems All right. Great. Let's yeah. move into the, the last format we're going to talk about today. Shall we? Last format we talk about today. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> well, let's let's go second to last because we have to mention a little bit of the format of the people. Just just something. I do. Love let's talk about legacy first. Let's talk about <laughs> legacy first. So uh, there was the the showcase this weekend, as we've mentioned at the very beginning. Both me and Avier competed and lost in the legacy showcase, but some other people won. Uh, congratulations to. Um, <laughs> Jacob is that, boss. That's common, you know. Most tournaments have people that win. 
Exactly, exactly. I, I, just, I just had to make an intro. I don't know, here. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to come up with an intro different every time. No, it was good. It was good. I liked it. Thank you. It was a good you. thank you. It's uh, as always not scripted. I just, um, you know, come up with all of these things at uh, the moment, as you can notice. Anyway, Jacob is boss. He won with uh, Teamer Delver, just like good old days. This deck is very good old days. Like, it doesn't have Tomb Stalker that has Regent, but it's pretty much, you know, like, yeah, just Rock Delver. Like, yeah. yeah Tarmogoyf, that's the only green splash, and surprising because he doesn't even have a Binskin Boo in the sideboard, which is what it was splashing for. Yeah, uh, I think this deck Island. should play one or two Binskin Boos. I don't know how, if he ever played against control decks, but that matchup felt horrendous for me. It, yeah, here it is. Delver in the top eights. How many copies uh, got into the top eights? Two. Two, I see. Two Delver. That's fine. And, I mean, that's more than I yeah. expected. Yeah, the Scuba 96 with one Life from the Loam, one Silva Library. I like that one. Yeah. They're similar to, I think, what Baku played in the Nightbolt side event. I think this... this I like this direction better than the Tarmogoyf one, but maybe a mix is possible. You know, like two Goyfs, one Silva Library. That kind of thing. <clears throat> that's maybe like... A more balanced approach and uh, in the second place we see four copies of knight of the reliquary so Naya Def's, 61 uh, cards 61 cards okay naya def's uh, naya def's is back also on <laughs> saturday there was the uh, the challenge and there was one by uh, abzan maverick <laughs> which is uh you know another knight of the reliquary deck yeah just but I that, guess that's it, those, decks, those decks like why will these bands make these decks better i guess there's an initiative yeah yeah must be the initiative decks uh, also i guess these decks are now again good against delver because delver cannot grind this anymore mm -hmm. yeah, because of iteration like honestly, is hard you know you have to follow my it. biggest uh, my biggest takeaway from the iteration ban list is that delver doesn't get to grind the control decks anymore and just has to rely on the wasteland days force plan to to be successful yeah no that that's that's true maybe that's that's why I didn't do also classic doomsday there's always a doomsday in every tournament like uh, what about what about know. echo baron and uh red green uh, uh initiative list was your list uh, different than this one? <clears throat> i mean it was a little bit different but mostly the same like you know four mix and move eight adventures for fury it was very similar i had twin sphere he didn't have it but that's it like Add more yeah. Sphere, less Magus, but it's yeah, very similar. I mean, this deck is just like I think it's ten out of ten luck deck. Easy. I I felt like I felt like the deck was fine, like it was goodish, but I also lost like a mirror match or whatever. But it's just so I, I was saying this before, but my deck, if you think about this deck, look at the deck, it's pretty much supplementary product tribal with mana accelerators from the old times. That's it. Like you have like these caves of Chaos Adventurer, <clears throat> Undermountain Adventurer, and Miss Kambu, you know, like these are the cards you're, you're building your deck around. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think I don't like this legacy too much because it's just like, you just flip the, the Ancient Tombs to get more mana so you play these cards first and you win. I, I would rather play just, you know, like Doomsday against Udo or whatever. Okay. And yeah, I mean, that's me. <laughs> I, I'm not saying it's bad for the format. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not saying it's bad for the format, but like, it's just like it's gonna happen again, you know. With uh, mm -hmm. when the print another supplementary product is that good as these cards, they're gonna get banned again because of White Plum Adventurer, and you know the rest of the legacy seems kind of balanced anyway. I don't really feel like there's a need to push this much 
but yeah i guess it's just like part of playing such an older format is you play a lot of the old cards or whatever mm -hmm. and this doesn't feel the case with this kind of decks which as mango said one day it's like you get like the fresh situation because the cards are new so the format changes but also it's like fresh but also like artificially fresh it's right. like yeah i mean this card i just made for only this format but they weren't they were just made so for something else right like this is it's just incidental like it's not yeah i'm sure they didn't think about legacy at all when they were making the initiative cards like this wasn't their objective they just happened to be illegal there no but but i think like a card like mix it's kind of like a gun to fix the standard i mean sort of legacy like like right it doesn't need to be as powerful as it is for commander right uh i don't know like maybe i mean maybe it doesn't have to like to become the best threat in legacy because arguably miss is the best threat in legacy right now <laughs> i guess it's either him or mortite but it's probably him mm -hmm. like it's just you know it's we're just making that that's a new parting, which is fine, I guess, but I, I think it's a little bit I, I prefer to play against this Knight of Relicari connection, you know, just like all these cars like Reclaimer or whatever, than just I all think the it's valid. adventurers. Because the thing is like it's yeah. changed, but I mean if people wanted the format to change all the time, they would play standard, not legacy, right? So. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I like this legacy when you don't play legacy for a month, but you're like, you know, I'm playing legacy. Get back in. Yeah. That's, no, that yeah, you get back in, you get same as vintage, right? Like vintage doesn't change every week. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, it I depends your, on the trend, but. I think of your, you have a, definitely a view that is very common for legacy players, which is, you know, if you choose to play legacy, you're very likely don't really want to follow new set every time or just, you know, just, you know, you like your deck to be almost, uh, that one, whereas uh, lately magic has pushed, uh, uh, it's, just push three and four drops, which happens to be very good with uh, Ancient Tomb and Chrome Mox. Uh, I, I understand it, I feel it for sure. To me, as, as a content creator, I just love the innovation that uh, they're bringing even to other formats. And uh, I think overall, you know, maybe the, the play experience of playing against initiative is not fun, but I don't know, just diversifying the various decks that, that you can play Ancient Tomb, whereas before it was just Moon Stompy and and that's like, it now you have a bit more which are all very similar like it's still chalice of the void decks it's just that you have the the clock is faster for sure but it's, you know. okay it's about that i played because i thought it was good in particular right yeah. we could say that all right so initiative it might, might not be a positive play experience but also it's possible that they could make new cards that are a positive experience in legacy right like yeah, they could. New, I don't new think Miss Kambu is actually bad. bad experience. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, they no, could, no, they yeah, could no. I think Miss Kambu yeah. is good for the format. Like, yeah. I don't think it's bad, but okay. initiatives are. So the line is very thin. Yeah. So maybe you like just very, prefer very that they were more cognizant of legacy in general, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe we would hope that you know, in the future, they are a little bit. They think about legacy a little bit more, but it's so hard. So what you, you, so just, many, you just need legacy like, to get big enough that you have a dude who's like Sheldon Mannery who can who can be like, don't print this Elish non card. Because it would it would make me very sad when people play it in my format. You just need you just need you just need the short memory of legacy, you know. I mean, someone has to try them because we didn't think initiatives could be very good in legacy until we actually played with it. So you need to play with them a little bit. Yeah, I mean that's uh... yeah the, the, exactly like but like they they just released the forty k commander decks, which was like five hundred cards, like right. Mm -hmm. And and they are not even on Magic Online, so they might there might be something that's broken in there. That's of kind course, of exciting. Like, paper players. Do you not find that extremely exciting? I can't think of anything more legacy than re rejecting online play. You know, <laughs> like 
Yeah. Let's go analog. I know, I know, I know. Oh, I mean, I thought strange. about this. I asked a friend, like, yeah. wow, this green guy is great. Why didn't he play before? And he answers like, well, it was not online. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> so it might, so, so like, Oops. right now there could be some completely busted thing in like the 40k set we just don't know. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, so cool. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I maybe, maybe it's yeah, easy like, for me to say because I don't actually play Legacy. I just hear about it from you guys. But that, that sounds awesome actually, to me. <laughs> there is a card that we'll for sure see played in the red green deck, which is Moloch. Because <laughs> X red green, yeah, it's yeah, a 2-2. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a 2-2 two, two that fights, and then with X it grows. So yeah, like you pay 4, right. it's a 4-4 four, four that fights. Like That would 100% see played in this deck, but it's just not on Magic Online. Yet. So like you could have played this list at the last four seasons, but just nobody does because of course, like everybody in that decks, but just, that's just magic in general. It's just legacy it's to a next step, which is you literally have cards that are legal, but people just don't. They're not <laughs> don't online, so they them. don't try it, so they don't copy it. So it's like, they're not legal. Yeah. Oh, wow, I hope that cuts. All right, okay. but that, that said, um, I feel like the ban is good for the format. Like I think legacy is better now than it was before. Initiative, like now they're not like, oh my God, the best, like whatever, they're just fine. It's just a deck. It's tribal commander or whatever, but it's just a deck that's fine. And honestly, it looks, you know, I don't like this that direction, but the format itself, it looks great. Don't you think so, Mango? Like, like these games are probably better than the iteration ones. And also the white plumber ones for, for obvious reasons. I mean, I, I definitely had fun playing my leagues with Delver. Uh, it, the Delver deck did very well in my testing. That Again, it didn't go well in the tournament itself, but I was happy with my list. I, I wrote about it for Channel Fireball course posted videos and, and etc so uh, if you guys are interested in looking at my Delver list I recommend that again it was very fun so yeah same thing you're saying that eight different decks over here there's even a control deck with uh, that's playing reckless impulse over expressive iteration did you see that one yeah that's uh, fair, those are the bands you ask for Mango. you said uh you know you wanted to ban by white plumber but you keep the four mana one, you want the duration out, and you want the Sanctuary out, but banning iteration basically ban a Sanctuary. So you just got your dream legacy, Mango. You basically yeah, well, banned both cards. Maybe he should have yeah, Maybe Mango is already this. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Mango is the one ruling the legacy banning, and we don't know it. Are you Mango? Are Myst you that person? Mystic Sanctuary is still in the top eights in this control deck. You put on top Terminus. Yeah, but it's like, uh, it's not a card you will ban here. It's barely playable in this deck. Like, it's fine, but not very good. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. Yeah. So you got your dream legacy, Mango. Good job. You, I think you did a good job with those bans. I think you, you nailed it. So. Yeah. No, no, don't don't put me any pressure. No, no, you're officially the, you're officially also the the person in charge of the banning. So you know you you're doing a good job. I see how many people hate the the, the, the people in charge of any ban list. No, so also, please, please don't, don't ban Safari Delusionist. That would make me very sad. Thank yeah, you. Maybe you need to be nicer yeah, to Mango then. There's no Cephalids in the showcase top eight. No, but just in the challenge one week again. There is. It still keeps saying you know keeps showing up. I, I and didn't also play it, so. <laughs> and also Butakov with Mono Blue Eight cast, still, uh, still getting there. That's still good. getting there after all these years. Huh? I didn't play. I didn't play Eight cast because there's so many Chalice of the Void. Still, I didn't expect so many Chalice of the Void against me. But yeah, good. it's you know, I mean, I expected a lot of different decks for this legacy, which is good. Like, I expected a lot of Animator, some initiative, and a lot of like different decks. So it, it's. I mean, the metagame is diverse. Like, it's two Delver, and then there's, like, different decks. Like, one good stuff, one initiative. I think it's healthy. Also, the challenge metagame is also, like, two animator, eight cast, elf, valid. It's good. This metagame is good. I like it. 
Okay, what about if uh, we we finally listen to Anthony's request of talking a little bit about Popper? What? I don't think that's happening. I never said no, that. No, sorry. I was, I was talking about the format of the no, people. No, no. What is it? What happened Company. in the format of the people today? No, actually, I, I I don't know what happened exactly. I think both the Popper challenge was were won by uh, by Burn, but uh, by Mono Red. But I have to prepare for the Popper Geddon, which is happening this Sunday. So on Saturday, I'll I'll go I'll go up there in in Lico. Six hundred people pre-registered. Oh. Yeah, yeah. The, you should play Mono Red. The deck is gas. I I have played. Uh, I just tweeted about it is that I played my last four leagues, uh, I, two, three, all of them with four different decks. But do you, do you play Mono Red for real? Like the only game, the only popular games I played, it was with this deck, and it felt like, wow, I'm playing like a pioneer deck. So that that's... I played two leagues with Mono Red actually, and I just I don't know. I feel like but the deck just dies to itself. So also, did, did you say that it just freaking... won two challenges or whatever? Like that seems like a rough time to play yeah, Mono Red. Yeah, but it's like. So so many people play Mono Red in the proper challenges because of the double. Key but I mean, like, doesn't that make people like play more hate for it because they saw that it won challenges or whatever? Like, you're gonna play against but some still dude win. Still they're gonna wins, have some like so... some white card Popper from players. 1983 that gains life equal to your opponent's height in inches or something. Nah, po- proper players don't change their list. It's that. I mean, it's it's that deck. No, oh. I'm joking. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, would yeah, you do the... uh, coverage on Twitter so we can see? Uh, what did you say? Sorry. Will you do coverage on Twitter so we can follow your adventures in the Popper Yeah, I mean, I I will definitely do coverage of my testing process because again, I don't have a deck list, so I'm uh, I'm, I'm streaming Popper almost every day, crushing my viewer account, <laughs> and uh, hopefully people will still watch the the, the 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 YouTube YouTube video. But I I do like to do well in these tournaments because. It is. It is good. He's to he's, he's addicted to winning now. He talks. Yeah. Stop it for the RC, so and now he's in. He just wants to win. Also, like proper matches are so slow because there's always some turbo fog players which <laughs> drag the, the round for like one hour. Oh, that sounds delicious. Okay, so yeah, I don't know how long the tournament is gonna get because it's ten rounds, and on top of that, there is tur- there are always some turbo fog players which will bound to be drawing uh, almost all their rounds. So every round will be almost like one hour and ten minutes or something. <laughs> What do you think about this, Anthony? I mean, if you think about it, I think of these people as literal thieves of joy. Like, if you think about it, let's say there's 50 <laughs> people in the tournament and they make the round go five minutes over time. You know, you can multiply uh, that amount of overtime by the number of other people in the tournament and they've taken that much from all of our lives collectively. So these people are evil uh, and we shouldn't tolerate it. So that's, that's I mean, my... I mean, 600 people per round per five minutes that's a lot of time they're basically they're basically can... committing a murder every single time by unintentionally drawing i think that's that's fair nice. to say they that, that that's a fairly aggressive un- unintentional stance. draws are equivalent to murder and should be tried and charged uh, charged and tried as such all right but i you, think you can't really because i swear it's popper. Like every deck can go to draw. Even Mono Red Mirror Match can go it's to draw. It's fine. Six hundred people nah, sign nah, up for nah, these nah, things. Nah, we nah, can nah, afford okay, to put okay, something. If you go to time with Mono Red Burn Mirror Match, it's your fault. I will not. No, but the, the no. new Mono Red they drew like fifty cards. I know, every game. I know, but still, like you know, you still have like enough burn spells to kill your opponent with twelve cards. So if you don't... Yeah, the, the first one that puts Chain Lightning on the stock ends the game. Basically. Exactly. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> so I don't agree there, but yeah, I mean, it's a slow format. It happens, you know. 
I, th I think that's enough. We we shall cut before Anthony just start attacking other people. Yeah, you've done you've done a great so job of really making me want to play this format, Mangu. Good job. I'll, I'll definitely yeah. I'm definitely more interested in playing Pauper after that talk. <laughs> All right. But yeah, it's not even. I don't think I, I can even plan a dinner that day because unless I like drop, there's no way the tournament ends around. Three hundred people, time. two hours per round. Yeah, GG. You can. Yeah. You know, you'll be lucky if you get to sleep. <laughs> no, but we'll be traveling on Saturday, so I can I can book an, a dinner for Saturday. So. It's fine. Just get some McDonald's or something. You'll be fine. <laughs> if you're no, I, just ate, I ate McDonald's yesterday. <laughs> That's laying on the fitness. Benguchi cuisine. All right. Uh, so I want to take one thing. We might have a surprise for you later in the week. Uh, for me? For yeah, for you all, all of you listeners and you, Mango oh, and Anthony, we'll okay. see if that happens. I think it will happen, but you know, we're not very tech savvy. But keep keep tuned. And yeah, I mean, yeah, Be I really tuned. think we should Stay stop tuned. before Anthony gets aggressive. Please, I've never been no, aggressive no, in my yeah, life. Yeah, no. it's so it's 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 late in Australia. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll it'll calm down. Mm. <laughs> 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 all right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. What do you guys do next weekend? I, I said my plan. What about your plans? I honestly don't have a strong plan. I think I will recoup some of the, you know... I mean, no, I will win Modern LCQ, and then I will win I will win the Modern Showcase. That's my plan for the weekend. Oh, I was wow. saying nothing, but that's my plan, actually. Yeah. Ambitious. Yeah, but what if it happens? You know, it will be like so... A cold you know, shot. So cool. That's kind of that's cool. Yeah, that's that's true. And then yeah, if, 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 if it doesn't happen... For Saturday. We'll just go back and edit this part out, so that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday. Sunday is free, but Saturday, dude. Yeah. Get ready, modern showcase players. Wow. I haven't talked about the patron at all, but we do have a patron, and two people joined oh. it this week, which is Marcio and Boschwart. So, Cheers, thank guys. you for joining the patron, and yeah, you can join us and talk about standard and all the other things that are going on. Yeah, just to make just Mar Marcio. If we make jokes about Marcio, is the other Marcio? Don't get offended. Yeah, I, sp I spoke to this okay. Marcio. He's he's very nice. I would I would never say anything mean to this Marcio. Other, other yeah, Marcio, the other one, no. you know, yeah. All bets are off. <laughs> 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 All right. Thanks okay. for listening to everyone. Yeah. Cheers, guys. All right. See you next time. Bye bye.